0: And these two F 18s do a flyby super low. And my youngest son is standing there, and then my oldest son is standing there. They both have completely opposite reactions. My oldest son, over the rumble and the roar of the jet, if you've ever heard an F 18, you may have heard it like way up in the sky, it's loud. I'm talking about low ceiling coming down. It will shake you. It literally will, will shake you. You'll feel it inside of you with every part of who you are. And here comes these two F-18s. We heard them before we saw them and we start shaking and I look over and over the rumble and over the roar, I see my son and he's got his, his fist clenched and he's jumping up and down like a chihuahua on crack. I mean, he's just like, he's like, this is incredible. And he's just like, and then my youngest son, he's just like (laughs) powerful. Yeah. Powerful force. Shake you force. You know that the, the most powerful machine humans have made is the Saturn V rocket. The Saturn V rocket has 7.5 million pounds of thrust. It burns 18 or eight, it burns 15 gallons of fuel per second like that 's your gas money in a week gone in a second like that yep. it it goes eighteen thousand miles per hour, just for an idea of how fast that is that 's you getting on a plane and being in Sydney, Australia in less than twenty minutes wow. you don 't even that 's up down you know that 's fast it has the thrust of 200 F-18s strapped together. If you were able to harness all the power, it could power New York City for a year and a half. Wow. That is tremendous power. Yeah. And that's what humans can make. But it pales in comparison to the power right. that we have in the Holy Spirit. And that's what I want to lean in on Today. I want to lean in on the advantage the Holy Spirit brings in our lives. As a Christ follower, you have an advantage. As a Christ follower, you have the power inside of you. The Bible says that the same power that conquered the grave lives in you. When you make a grace reception, when you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and it dwells in you. My question is, do you feel like you have the advantage? I love what Jesus said in John chapter 16. John chapter 16 is what's known as the upper room discourse. And just before he was taken away and arrested, just before he was beaten, mocked, and put on a cross for all of humanity's sins, he gathered those closest to him, the disciples, and and he told them about the Holy Spirit. He told them about his need to leave. Look at what he says. John chapter 16. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage. Y'all say advantage. Advantage. Y'all say advantage. Advantage. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, even as I'm talking about the power of God available to you and the Holy Spirit, Some of you are like, oh my gosh, here's another message about the power of God of which I on the daily don't truly experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the truth is, is that many of us here in this room this morning, we struggle where there should be victory. We live in in areas of defeat where we have the power to overcome. Uh, Most of us struggle saying yes the things that we know that aren't aren't God's best for our lives, and so we would just say, you know, I, I believe what you're saying, Pace. That that I have this power, and I believe that, you know, that that God is all powerful. He He spoke the world into existence, but 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 there just seems to be in my life this gap between my belief and my behavior. My theology's right, but my psychology and my behavior there's just something funky going on on the inside of me and I, I don't know what to do. I think all of us probably have that, that one or maybe those two sins that you find yourself constantly struggling with. It's become a habit to you. Some would call it a, a spiritual stronghold and you, and you struggle with these things. And I'm talking to those of you who are Christ followers today. The power of the Holy Spirit gives you the ability to walk away. Yeah. The ability to have victory. I, saying, I didn't become a Christ follower until I was 16. Okay, I, I bounced around as an army brat. My father, you know, was in the military, and I bounced around from military to military base. Uh, we went to church on occasion. We were priesters, Christmas and Easter type people. Y'all know that, right? We were priesters And I'd heard of Jesus. And when I gave my life to Jesus, I heard about the Holy Spirit. I'm like, the Holy what? I know the Holy something else, but I don't know about the Holy Spirit. You know, Holy that they're different, different S. You know, for me, like I, I just, and, and I was living a different lifestyle. You know, I I lived a party lifestyle before I I said yes to Jesus and made this grace reception. And honestly, and maybe you you can relate to me, part of what kept me at an arm's length distance from God for a while is that I I couldn't reconcile with this thought that I know there are things in my life that I like doing that God doesn't like me doing. Can anybody relate? Y'all just unloosen the halos a little bit today. Okay. There's just something, there were some things in my life That you know what? They didn't satisfy me, but I sure like trying to get satisfied by them. My girlfriend and I were way too involved, if you know what I'm saying. I I was doing everything that I could to find satisfaction. None of it gave me satisfaction. And so I thought, so when I invite Christ to my life, is all that going to change? Do the desires go away? Like, what am I going to do? If I enjoy doing that, is it like an overnight thing? And, I, and I'll just be honest with you, there are some things in my life from the moment I made this grace reception, desires that God did remove. But there's desires to this day that I still struggle with, like you. And it's those struggles, it's the reality of us understanding that we have the power within us to be overcomers. We are victorious and learning to apply that even to the areas of our life that we can't even remember the last time we weren't able to walk away from it. We, We can't even remember the last time that we didn't struggle with this. This has been an up and down roller coaster for you. There's some of you here today that you've not said yes to God yet. You've not said yes to Jesus and you can relate to me on the side of going, yeah, I'm kind of kicking the tires of Christianity and this whole church thing, but I understand the desire thing because there's things I enjoy and I don't understand how that's all going to go down. And this is why Jesus, when he grabbed the disciples and he said to them, listen, I'm going to go away. It's to your advantage that I'm going to go away. And I want to speak to Christ followers for just for a moment. Do you feel like you have an advantage over that habitual sin? Yes, I mean, be honest. Do you feel like you have an advantage over that spiritual stronghold in your life? Do you have an advantage? Do you feel like you have a, an advantage over your mental clarity and health? Yes, Do you feel like you have an advantage in your finances? An advantage in your marriage? An, an advantage in decision making? Do you really feel like you have an advantage? I think a lot of us as Christ followers often fi- find ourselves feeling disadvantaged. And yet, it stands in a contrast to say it's it's to your advantage. And so today I want to look at what is the advantage and what does it mean for us. The Holy Spirit is the gap between what you believe and how you behave. He's the one that gives you the ability to sync it all up. And Pastor Jason's been talking about this in this series that... Transformation is an inside job, and it comes through the Holy Spirit. So so it's really about leaning in more into the power of the Holy Spirit, understanding what it looks like to live a life daily surrendered, daily tapping in. -in. Uh, There's a guy in the New Testament named Paul. His name used to be Saul. Some of you know... Paul, Saul's story. He was an apostle which just simply means he was one of the men who helped set up the early church and he was talking to a group of people in a city called Ephesus trying to help them understand the power of the Holy Spirit. Trying to help them understand the the sheer force inside of them for the ability for them to walk a life that's being transformed. And look at what he says in Ephesians chapter 3 beginning in verse 20. Now to him who is able, y'all say able he's able to do a measure more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever amen like when we lean in to some of the words in this scripture this word able it means to have power by virtue of inerrant ability in other words what that means is that God doesn't have to tap into power. He is power. His battery doesn't go low. He doesn't have to recharge with a glass of wine in in a tub. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he doesn't have to have away time from the kids. Like, he he has more than enough. He's able, okay? This word is also present tense, which means it's for you today. For me today. This power is for you. It's for me. He's constantly, constantly able. He has The resource, he has the ability, and he will always have the ability. It never runs out. This word immeasurably more, here's what it means. It's it's stacking. This is really hard in the Greek language, but it's a stacking word. And it means above plus exhaustlessness, plus more than necessary. I love that part, more than necessary. I love going out to eat with people and eating more than necessary. (laughs) I'm from the South. I like my biscuits and gravy with more gravy than necessary. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want a dollop of gravy. I want it overflowing. (laughs) Woo, I'm hungry. (laughs) The Holy Spirit provides to you and provides to me, listen, a power more than necessary. A lot of us just limp around in Christianity and in life. Oh, bless God. I didn't do it today. Oh, I barely made it today. Or it was struggle bus for me today. When we have a power that's more than enough, overflowing. Okay, I want us to learn to walk in a rhythm. This isn't a one-and-done decision, by the way. There's there's a rhythm in this. There's a day-to-day commitment. There's a day-to-day pursuit of Jesus in this. And then he says that is at work within us. And Pastor Jason has been real intentional about helping us understand that the Holy Spirit is an inside job. The Holy Spirit comes. And the whole intention of the Holy Spirit is to come transform us, to change us, to make us people that we could not be alone. It's not something that sort of like comes in only during worship mysteriously and falls down in gold dust. Like you know what I'm saying? It's not not that. The Holy Spirit's an inside job. It's power from within that we can lean. So so we understand foundationally that the Holy Spirit is power but it's not just power. Uh, lean, Lean into this for a minute. It's not just power. It's power for a purpose. Yes. The Holy Spirit wants to empower you intentionally. Look at Acts chapter 1. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And here's the purpose. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What we see in this verse is that the primary purpose of the Holy Spirit in our lives is so that it transforms your life in such a way that it leads you into a life that leads others to Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That that something changes and shifts on the inside of you. I can promise you that there are people in my life that knew me uh, before Christ, B.C. And they knew the lifestyle that I lived before I walked with Jesus. And they would look at me now and go, you're a different guy. You know, your your temper's gone. You're you're not into what you used to be into. You're, You're just a different person. And... It's because I've had an inside job. God's done some stuff on the inside of me. Desires that I never thought I would have, I now have. Desires I thought I could never get rid of, God has now gotten rid of them. But it's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. It's an ongoing thing. And so God's attention for you, the moment you say yes to Jesus, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's meant to set off inside of you transformation. Big word, sanctification. This is a daily thing. Okay? You're justified before God in a moment. The minute you say yes. But sanctification will happen through your lifetime. There's still things I struggle with. But when I realize and understand that in the Holy Spirit, there is nothing I should struggle with in regards to sin. Anything, any power that I give, sin in my life is the power that I get it. It's got no sin over me. And so we've got to like kind of lean in and understand and redirect. So God wants you to use your life to point to Him. I've got this microphone on. I've got a loud voice anyway. But what this microphone does is it amplifies my voice. And and what God wants to say to you today is that you too have a microphone. You're rocking a microphone every day. Uh, Your microphone is your life. It's you being a mom, it's you being a dad. it's you being a student. It's you being a business owner. It's you being going to work. It's the way you live in front of your neighbors. It's, it's who you are. And God wants to set off something inside of you through the power of the Holy Spirit that makes such a transformational difference that people take notice. He says, you'll be my witnesses. Notice that he doesn't say you'll do witnessing. Right. Right. Big difference in being and doing. When you try to do witnessing, it just gets weird. Yeah. Can I just tell you, Christ followers, for a minute, stop doing witnessing. It's weird. Don't knock on my door. You know, like this is weird. Not that God can't use it; He can use it. It just gets weird. It feels put on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like all of a sudden, like you want to, you want to go. You know, today I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to do witnessing at work. Now, how about you live in front of your Co workers in the light of Jesus consistently daily. Because when we do witnessing, it feels put on. And I put on this shirt and I put on deodorant. I go left first. What about you? (laughs) Left? Any lefties? Okay. You put on deodorant. You don't put on a witness. Right. Yeah. Okay? Here's what this means. Just listen to me. It means you can have a good witness as a Christ follower. You can have a bad witness, but you cannot not have a witness. Right. Right. You are who you is. Okay? So it's how just saying. Like, you can have a good one. You can have a bad one. But can you not not have one? And I think sometimes we kind of live this, you know, uh, segregated life like, that's my Christian life. I'm going to keep that public or private, you know. No, no, no. Jesus doesn't say it that way. Doesn't see it that way. And so we have this power within us. And this power was so vital. Listen to me. So vital that Jesus took those who walked with him daily, the disciples. They saw him perform miracles. They saw him raise dead people. They saw him touch the untouchable. They saw him elevate women when they lived in a society where where, where women were not elevated. They they, they saw him do miraculous things. And they did miraculous things themselves with him. This power though. The advantage that we have in the Holy Spirit was so important. That Jesus told them. When I leave. I want you to go into a, a room. Do not come out. Until power from on high comes down. Why? Because Jesus knew that what it looks like to live a life spirit-filled requires a power that's not in and of yourself. If you can live the Christian life in your own power, you're not living the Christian life. He says, wait. Don't you move. Don't go out until power from on high comes down. So what did the disciples do? They went from being scared to death, most of them not at the cross, cowards, scrambling, running when Jesus was arrested. No one at the foot of the cross, just one, maybe two. There, bold enough. But what happens to them when they see the resurrected Jesus? And what happens to them when the power of the Holy Spirit falls? They go from from running away to standing up. And the lion's share of them actually had the boldness to actually, they lost their lives because of their faith. Okay, that's a game changer type of moment in their lives, this power that came from on high. And so Jesus has given us the advantage. And I want us to show real quickly one picture of what it looks like as a Christ father. were to live with the advantage because what you're going to see... It's that the Holy Spirit is not just meant to be a gift for you. It's it's meant to be a gift for the people around you. That that God wants to use the power of the Holy Spirit in your life to be a change agent in other people's lives. Look at Acts chapter 3. We know that the Holy Spirit has just fallen. The disciples and many others that day received Christ. Thousands of people said yes to Jesus and were filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter three. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. And now, a man who was lame from birth—I've got that underlined—lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going to the temple. This means that this man never understood what it was to walk. He never felt the weight of his body on his legs. He never struggled to crawl and went through the phase of learning to walk. He never—he was—he's been crippled all his life. He's, and, and as a result, he wasn't able to do for himself. The minute he became of age, uh, maybe, I don't know, his mom and dad died, whatever, whatever, for whatever reason, he's now left alone. He's got a group of friends that are taking him to the this gate in front of the temple called Beautiful. And in this gate, they, he knew that if he was going to be placed there, the people of God are going to walk by. And this was a place that he could pander. This was a place that he could beg and ask for alms and ask for money and look what happens in verse 3 and when he saw Peter and John about to enter he asked them for money and Peter looked straight at him as did John now I live in the northwest and right over the border of Spokane, Washington and Spokane, Washington we have a tremendous homeless homeless problem same thing in Seattle, tremendous you would not believe it I I saw a homeless man just yesterday here at Starbucks you know what I had to focus and force myself to do? Not look past him. Right. Peter and John yeah. They looked look past him. Yeah. They looked straight at him. Here's what's interesting. Peter and John had walked past this man before. Yeah. Yeah. Many, 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 many times. But something changed. Yeah. The Holy Spirit did something in them. Transformed them. And this is what we see first. That... The power of the Holy Spirit, part of the reason it's an advantage is that he gives you divine perspective. He changes the way you see things. Look at what it says. Peter looked straight at him as did John. And then Peter said, look at us. In other words, he said, hey, make eye contact with me. We're used to looking past homeless people, hurting people because it's more comfortable for us. And they're used to being looked over and looked past. They're not used to people locking eyes. And Peter says, hey, look, look at me. Make eye contact with me. And in this moment, this guy's like, I'm about to hit the jackpot. He's about to give me some money. And look what happened. So the man gave him his attention, expecting to get something from them. But Peter said to them, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do give you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. And taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He's now doing what he's never done before. He's now experiencing something he's never experienced before. And look how this plays out. He instantly, the man's feet and ankles become strong. He jumps to his feet and he begins to walk. And then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called beautiful and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This is true for some of you. Some of you are like me and your lifestyle now looks a lot different than what it used to. Don't be ashamed of that. It's that wonder and that transformation that's taking place inside you that God is using to reach this city this transformation. Be bold with that. Don't be ashamed of that. You don't have to be ashamed of your past. Jesus paid for your past. Jesus covered all of that. But these guys, they get divine perspective. And some of you need divine perspective on your marriage this morning. Let's just be honest. You're struggling in your marriage. You start having the conversations in your mind. I don't think I love him anymore. I'm the feelings have gone away. Some of you need a new perspective on your addiction because you have relapsed over and over and over again. That that secret sin that you have, maybe. You need a new perspective today. You need a divine perspective. And that perspective is available, it's an advantage for you found in the Holy Spirit. But can I tell you where you find it on the daily? Right here? It's okay. Yeah right here. This is a picture of power in the Christian life. More powerful than an F-818 jet. More powerful than a Saturn rocket is a Christ follower who will get on his knees and cry out to God and say, God, something inside of me is, is pushing against what is best for me. Holy Spirit, give me new perspective. I want new perspective on my marriage. I want new perspective on my finances. God, I want to give up. I want to throw in the towel. But God, I know in you all things are possible. Your word tells me to him who's able to do immeasurably more. I'm able. I'm able. It gives you divine perspective. But then do you notice what happens in the story? He gets that divine power. Now all of a sudden, he's able to do what he couldn't do alone. And God wants to invite some of you off the mat today. New perspective, get off the mat. You don't have to be on that. as a son and daughter of the king, you don't belong on the mat. Amen. You're made whole and victorious in the name of Jesus. So get off the mat. There's others of you here today, spiritually speaking, you have not made a grace reception. You've not done anything with what Jesus has done for you. You've not said yes to Jesus. And spiritually speaking, you are paralyzed, Amen. crippled. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. And running rampant in your life right now and out of control is the result of sin. And Jesus comes to you just like he came to me when I was 16 and offers you a hand up. Yeah. Not a hand out. Yeah. You see, we got people all around us looking for a hand up and Jesus said our hand out and Jesus says, no, I'll give you a hand up. People are, are looking for a bell out. Jesus said, No, I'll give you a breakthrough. They're belling you out, but I'll break you through. I'll be your chain breaker today. I'll change your life from the inside out. I'll shift your desires inside of you. I'll give you a life that looks so different that everybody around you won't recognize you anymore. Like, Wait a minute. You used to, but you don't. Divine perspective, divine power. Do you need divine power today? I need divine power every day. Because marriage is hard. Ministry is hard. Life is hard. Two years ago today, I lost my daddy. 5.55 a.m. this morning. I was up mourning my daddy. I miss him. I miss my dad. You know what I leaned into? power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. I got a new perspective. When I saw my dad die, I knew he was swallowed by life. This yes. was just the old tet being put up. And in this moment, he's in heaven. Divine perspective. I'm talking about on the practical. You know, sometimes Christianity it kind of just feels like, oh, it's just right now. I'm talking about down in, in the middle of your mess yeah, yeah. is where the power of God wants to move. Yeah, yeah. Like down inside of it, new perspective, new power. And then I love where this story doesn't end. Because it goes on, and I don't know if you saw it, but at the end of the story, in chapter 3, verse 8, it says, Then when he went with him to the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God, speaking of the crippled man, he goes and now he's walking in purpose. God wants to give you purpose today. That what the enemy meant to to harm you with, God can turn it for the good. He's making all things better for the good. The hard things in your life, the things that have crippled you, that have hurt you, I want you to understand that God calls it divine medicine and that things in your life where the enemy meant to, 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 to rob from you, to steal from you, to destroy from you, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of your past, a little bit of your present and in the future. It's a divine message that's going to be working for the good. And today, listen, you are surrounded by a faith family of people. No one here is perfect. We're being made perfect by Jesus. We're justified before him. But you're surrounded with a group of people that have arms wide open, that want to link arms with you and say, Step into purpose into purpose. God, God wants to use you. God wants to shift something inside of you. The question is, again is do we want to receive that today? Do you want to, to step in to that today? I really leaned in in worship to part of the song where it says I know your past is broken. I think we all can relate to that in some level. We've got broken parts in our life places some things that people know about and there's other things that nobody knows the brokenness today today Jesus wants to to give you power perspective